the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Much for joining us for this past 10 o'clock. Thank you for joining us. It is a Tuesday. It is Election Day, the fifth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Want to get into impeachment. Want to get into the attempted coup d'etat of the presidency of the United States. But I do want to do a segue here into that conversation with Michael Johns. Because 14 hours ago, that would be yesterday, Michael Johns... Uh, tweeted the following, Tomorrow is an important election filled with vital decisions on candidates who will cut or raise taxes, decrease or increase government size, and reach support or oppose choice in education, as well as end or expand illegal immigration and sanctuary cities. Be sure to vote. That's the best segue I could possibly come up with. We just talked to the Secretary of State of the State of Ohio, Frank LaRose. We talked with the chair of the Ohio Republican Party, Jane Timken, also last hour, about this election in the state of Ohio and about how the um, turnout is expected to be low, especially compared to presidential election cycles and others, uh, primary cycles, gubernatorial races, Senate races, and so on and so forth. The local elections don't get as much attention nor as much love, but they doggone well should for all of the reasons you just heard outlined there by Michael Johns, who is a former White House speechwriter and who is a co-founder of the National Tea Party, joining us now here on AM 1420, The Answer. Michael, good to have you back here in Cleveland. How are you? Good to be with you, Bob. How are you? I'm good, sir. Thanks very much. You know, it's so important, everything that you just pointed out here. Um, I, I saw a great message uh, from an attorney general candidate in Kentucky last night, and it was part of the president's uh, big event down there uh, last night, that I absolutely loved. And he said, I just want all of the people of Kentucky to know that as long as I am on the job, the state of Kentucky will never, ever be a sanctuary state. So people who think that these local races don't matter, 
They do. Uh, local and statewide races matter because um, these are decisions that are going to have to be made uh, you know, by each and every one of us for our own locales. Yeah, I think everyone who's looked at the last few years would say, you know, not all power in the United States rests in the presidency or Congress. I mean, you know, the local officials, state officials are hugely influential. And really, this president needs as much cooperation as he can get in pursuit of sensible uh, policy strategies and, you know, and the immigration issue is crucial. I mean, if uh, the individuals that are putting these into place are largely elected on state and local basis, and uh, many of those elections are being held today, and it, it is vital that, that people, even though this election not received nearly the attention that a presidential election would receive, that they get out and, uh, and vote for candidates who are going to pursue those sort of sensible policies. Yeah, completely concur. By the way, it was Daniel Cameron is the name. He's an African-American candidate down in Kentucky. I thought it was only white people who wanted uh, no sanctuary cities, because isn't that a bigoted policy? Isn't that a racist policy to say we don't want sanctuary cities? Because obviously it just means we don't like people of color to be in our communities. Well, I mean, it's so illogical to think that we would (laughs) want policies that are going to attract illegal aliens to our community and then inoculate those individuals against criminal prosecution. And if you look, the correlation between crime and sanctuary cities is indisputable. Those cities that have put these policies into place have been magnets to criminal activity, drug activity, violent activity. And those are crimes that have had real victims, um, those rape victims don't receive enough attention, unfortunately, um, in part because of media bias, in part because of just the uh, left nature of, of our culture covering this stuff generally. But they are in the uh, tens of thousands of individuals who've lost loved ones, who've um, you know been been subject to violent crimes and to. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you don't need to say it in Ohio, but obviously the, um, the, to the opioid and, uh, fentanyl, uh, crisis in our country, which has its roots in our open border and also in sanctuary cities where those individuals have been, uh, permitted to gravitate. So it's, it's really an important election for that purpose. And, and I think also, you know, our education policy continue, continue, all the data continues to show that, School choice is a very constructive step from the standpoint of uh, developing accountability in our educational systems, offering parental parents' choice to get their kids out of bad schools. Right. That's a vital issue that's that's being you know decided on a local level. And then, you know, all of these uh, municipal tax questions are crucially important, too. You really there, too, have two different ideologies, one that wants to expand the size and scope of government and one that's seeking to contain it. And, um, you know, the growth of that size and scope of government is, is destructive to communities. It depreciates how home values, it, it discourages uh, investment, discourages employment, and ultimately is detrimental. So um, these are all crucially important questions, and many of them get decided today in the off-year election. We are talking with Michael Johns, who is the uh, uh, co-founder of the National Tea Party Movement, also a former White House speechwriter as well, uh, working with H.W. Bush, correct? That's correct. 
Um, Michael, I want to get into the current occupant of the White House. I want to talk about uh, the coup that is uh, that is continuing uh, this shadowy impeachment effort, despite their ridiculous show vote on uh, uh, last Thursday. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the actual matter of Ukraine, not about whether or not this is impeachable, uh, which I, I think anybody without a partisan uh, stake in this uh, in this game, you know, would agree that it is not because there is no queer, uh, a clear rather um, quid pro quo that is, uh, 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 you know, that is even hinted at in the uh, in the transcript. Um, so there's nothing here that is impeachable. This is just them following, you know, through on their own campaign promises to impeach Donald Trump. But more specifically, I want to talk about the substance of Ukraine right now. John Solomon is reporting, and I'm sure you've paid attention to this already. And John Solomon is a is a well-regarded uh, journalist. He, um, yeah, he 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 was uh, with the Hill for for a long time. He was the executive, uh, an executive and editor in chief of the Washington Times. He's now a contributor to Fox News as well. John Solomon has unearthed some incredibly important documents um, that tell the truth about Hunter Biden and how his firm, Burisma, pressed the Obama administration that his father worked for as the second most uh, uh, powerful elected official in this country, Joe Biden as the vice president. The, but the Burisma gas firm pressed Obama, the Obama administration to end the corruption allegations against them, which, of course, leads us to the now infamous Joe Biden bragging episode in which at the Council of Foreign Affairs, he bragged about uh, telling them, if you don't fire this prosecutor, you're not getting the $1.2 billion in aid. And they said, you're not president. He said, call him, see what he says, because that's the way it's going to be. This is potentially groundbreaking in this entire affair as they try to um, remove the president from office. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of the Solomon reports. What's your takeaway? Well, and here, you know, here too, you have the same perplexing irony that we had in the Russia investigation, in the sense that there is one indisputable quid pro quo, and that was Joe Biden saying, as you just correctly pointed out, if you don't fired the prosecutor, we're not releasing the aid. Is that not the very definition of a quid pro quo? And there's no, so there's no scrutiny on that. There's no critique of that. Uh, no one's calling for further investigation into that. And ultimately, that was the extent of the president's conversation uh, with the head of state of Ukraine to say simply, we would like you to cooperate on a federal investigation involving this. We're not telling you what to say. We're not telling you to come out with any criticism, but we are asking you to cooperate. Now, that's the very nature of any bilateral relationship. In fact, we have agreements in place with Ukraine that require Ukraine to cooperate with the United States on uh, investigations of this sort. So, it was entirely within the realm of, of reason. There's absolutely no criminal active, uh, behavior or activity associated with it. Certainly no high crime or misdemeanor, no basis for an impeachment inquiry. And this, this just reminds me, it goes all the way back 
I think I was doing an interview with radio with uh, uh, France 24 or BBC back in December of 2016 when the first question arose. I think it was about the president disengaging from his businesses, about whether it was an impeachable offense. This has been the agenda of the far left and of the Democratic Party in this country ever since their shocking defeat uh, of Hillary Clinton in November of that year. And that's the agenda here as well. What I find fascinating, Michael, um, is that Joe Biden's answer to the question you just raised, which is, isn't that the very definition of a quid pro quo? He has been answering that question with this statement or paraphrasing of this statement. I was carrying out the policy of the United States of America. I was not doing anything for my own personal gain. I was carrying out the policy of the United States of America as the vice president and as the point man on our diplomatic relations with Ukraine. That's his his answer. Well, how is that answer not good enough for Donald Trump, who as the chief executive for crying out loud, by definition, by, by literally by constitutional authority granted only the executive of the country, the president, was carrying out the policy of the United States. The foreign policy decisions are made by the president, first and foremost. And if he wanted to say, hey, I want your cooperation, Ukraine, as you correctly just pointed out, I want to find out if Ukraine actually had anything to do with the hacking of the DNC and the uh, meddling in our election. Uh, because, uh, you know, here in our country, they're only talking about Russia. I want to know about Ukraine's involvement. He can establish that policy anytime he wants. If that answer is good enough for Joe Biden, I'm carrying out the policy of the U.S., why can't Donald Trump carry out the policy of the U.S. when he is the one establishing said policy? Yeah, and that, so that policy is ingrained in bilateral uh, agreements between the U.S. and Ukraine. It's also been, let's not forget, the recurring chant of the Democratic Party to get to the bottom of interference in our political systems and in our elections. And so here he is merely saying, you know, gee, we'd really appreciate if you'd cooperate with us in investigating this. And that's perceived to be some sort of, let's face it, criminal activity. Um that's what and they're calling it, I yeah. Think they, yes. So, you know, ultimately, let's face it, the Russian investigation revealed, and this uh, sham of a process has revealed so far, that these are really not judicially-based um, inquiries. They're not designed to unearth, you know, level of deep corruption or, or wrongdoing. They are political undertakings designed to undermine American confidence in the President of the United States. To some extent, they've had some success with that because it's proven such an unbelievable distraction. And we have a Democrat-run House of Representatives that, you know, for two years has essentially done zero on a policy level. They're not cooperating with the President. They're not working on the issues that are concerning the American people. Their singular focus has been to remove him from the impeachment process. And I think any American looking on would say, well, why is that? If this president is not popular, if he's not reelectable, you'd simply invest in your 2020 election and go from there. But that's not the way they look at it. They, they believe this president is hugely electable. These polls that have come out in swing states over the last week are suggestive that he is a very a hugely strongly favored candidate for re-election. And so really it's their last best shot to remove him. So it's the criminalization 
of American politics. And this is really a new phenomenon. I mean, even the Nixon uh, Watergate um, impeachment process was rooted in a real undeniable criminal activity. Right, right exactly. Uh, and so was 1998. So, so was Clinton in 1998. There was a real, yeah, was, it was it, con- a conviction, in fact. So uh, that that's the big difference between then and, then and now. We are out of time. Michael Johns, National Tea Party co-founder and former speechwriter for George H.W. Bush. Michael, keep up the great work. Keep sounding the alarm. And I uh, will talk you. to you again real soon. Thank okay. you so much. Michael Johns joining us. We're late, 1024. We'll get out and then we'll come back right here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1028, short segment here. Um, just to follow up on what I was talking about with um, Michael Johns, this work by John Solomon, who is an investigative reporter um, who has worked with, again, a number of agencies, including uh, uh, The Hill in D.C., including Fox News, including uh, The Washington Examiner. Uh, Hunter Biden and his gas firm colleagues at Burisma, had multiple contacts with the Obama State Department. This is mad. I don't under, please don't undervalue uh, this news. Because this is exactly what we have been talking about time and time again, about the influence that Burisma wanted to have, not only with the Ukrainian government, the oligarch that ran uh, uh, that company, uh, obviously had great influence with the corrupt Ukrainian government, but wanted access to the American government. And that's why Hunter Biden, who admitted in an interview that he was not, well, he admitted he was not qualified. In fact, he tried to claim he was as qualified as anybody else to be in that board at a Ukrainian energy company, despite the fact that he didn't speak Ukrainian and had no experience whatsoever in energy. None. Nothing. But he did say that he probably wouldn't have gotten that job if his last name wasn't Biden. And, and, and now we have almost confirmed proof of this with the John Solomon reporting that the Ukrainian gas firm that uh, Hunter Biden, whose board Hunter Biden uh, was a part of, made multiple contacts with the Obama State Department during the 2016 election cycle, including just a month before Biden forced Ukraine to fire the prosecutor investigating his son's company for corruption. Newly released documents unearthed by uh, John Solomon show. And this is so much bigger than you might not that you, uh, than you might think it is. As the impeachment inquiry continues into Donald Trump's association with Ukraine and the uh, conversation that he had with President Zelensky, as that continues to uh, you know to grow, and the liberals do everything they can to remove Donald Trump from power, what we have now is concrete proof that Donald Trump was right to be concerned about the corruption of Ukraine. And one of the reasons why, one of the reasons we know that is because of Hunter Biden and his influence potentially with the Obama White House. More on that coming up after the news. The Bob France Authority right back on AM 1420 The Answer. This is AM 1420 The Answer. WHK W273 DG Cleveland. A service of Salem Media.
All right, 1036 now. We're a little pressed for time here to get all of these stories in today. I'll do them the best I can. Obviously, the cartel story is a horrific one. The uh, murder of up to 10 women and children, members of a family, uh, in uh, with uh, dueling cartels in two different towns in Mexico being a part of this whole thing. But then I also have this breaking story, this reporting from John Solomon. So I'm going to do my best to get this in. I'm going to continue with the Solomon story now. On Hunter Biden, we all know that the president was inquiring about corruption in the Ukraine when he had his conversation with Zelensky back in July. He was inquiring about corruption in Ukraine vis-a-vis the 2016 presidential election cycle, which is so funny because the hypocritical Democrats wanted to know everything that happened. How could our uh, election be hacked? How could the DNC be hacked? Who foreign foreign uh, nations? Um, uh, uh, meddling in our elections. They wanted to know all of it, get to the bottom of all of it, they demanded, right? Well, they didn't care about the Ukrainian part of it. Uh, the president said there was credible intel that shows that it was Ukraine or Ukrainian um, actors, if you will, bad actors, who were, who were hacking the DNC and so on and so forth. Now, Mueller's investigation said, no, it's all Russia, but uh, Ukraine was implicated in this in a number of ways. So the president asked the uh, president of Ukraine, hey, what about this? Uh, I think you need to look into this. Can you uh, do us a favor here and look into this corruption? Because we need to know. Secondly, we need to know going forward, as we provide you with um, aid as a part of our alliance and our partnership, if the government of Ukraine is still corrupt. And so we want you to look into some things. And that is a very legitimate thing to ask. Now, the left says, no, he was looking for political dirt on Joe Biden. Well, come to find out, there maybe they are one and the same. It can't be the president's fault if Joe Biden and or his corrupt son did things that were against the law. And if he asks a foreign country to look into that on the basis of the law and his status as the chief negotiator, which the president always is, the president establishes matters of foreign policy. He gets to establish the policy, whoever the president may be. Um, And the rest of the administration is tasked with carrying out whatever that foreign policy is. So the president in that, you know, uh, um, from that vantage point, wearing that hat as chief executive, has every right to look into this. If it just so happens, by the way, that a potential political opponent, and right now Joe Biden is not a political opponent of Donald Trump's. Joe Biden is a political opponent of Pete Buttigieg. He's a political opponent of Pocahontas Warren. He's a political opponent of Kamala Harris. He's a political opponent of, uh, of Cory Booker, of Socialist Bernie. He's not a political opponent of Donald Trump at all right now. If it just so happens that in the course of investigating, this particular guy was doing something wrong, it is not the president's responsibility. It's not his fault. And these new documents unearthed by John Solomon indicate that that is exactly what was going on. During that February 2016 contact, uh, contact, Solomon writes... A U.S. representative for Burisma Holdings sought a meeting with Undersecretary of State Catherine Novelli to discuss ending the corruption allegations against the Ukrainian firm where Hunter Biden worked as a board member. According to memos obtained under a FOIA lawsuit, Solomon filed that suit uh, this summer with the help of the public interest law firm, the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Just three weeks before Burisma's overture to the State Department, Ukrainian authorities raided the home of the oligarch 
who owned the gas firm and employed Hunter Biden, paying him uh, some $83,000 a month to sit on a board in an industry that he knew nothing of, speaking a language he didn't understand. But that uh, rating of the home of the oligarch signaled rather the long-running corruption probe was escalating in the middle of the U.S. presidential election. Hunter Biden's name, in fact, was specifically invoked not by Donald Trump in a phone call with, with Zelensky, but his name was invoked by the Burisma representative as a reason the State Department should help. According to a series of email exchanges, Solomon unearthed among U.S. officials trying to arrange the meeting. The subject line for the email, email exchange read simply, Burisma. Per our conversation, Karen Tramont, uh, Tramontano of Blue Star Strategies requested a meeting to discuss with U.S. Novelli USG remarks alleging Burisma, the Iranian energy company, of corruption. End quote. That's according to a February 24, 2016 email between state officials. She noted that two high-profile U.S. citizens are affiliated with the company, including Hunter Biden as a board member. Tramontano would like to talk with the U.S. and Novelli about getting a better understanding of how the U.S. came to the determination that the company is corrupt. According to Tramontano, there is no evidence of corruption, has been no hearing or process, or and evidence to the contrary has not been considered. End quote. Now, at the time, Novelli, again of the State Department, that's Undersecretary Novelli, was the most senior official overseeing international energy issues for the State Department. <clears throat> the Undersecretary, this is the Obama State Department. The undersecretary position, of which there are several, is the third highest ranking job at state, behind the secretary and the deputy secretary. And Tramontano was a lawyer working for Blue Star Strategies, a Washington firm hired by Burisma to help end the long-running corruption investigation against Burisma in Ukraine. Now, Tramontano, this is all a part of Solomon's reporting. Tramontano... And uh, another Blue Star official, Sally Painter, both alumni of Bill Clinton's administration, worked with New York-based criminal defense attorney John Beretta to settle the Ukraine cases in late 2016 and 2017. Solomon wrote about those efforts. Burisma Holdings records obtained by Ukrainian prosecutors state the gas firm made a $60,000 payment to Blue Star in November 2015. Now, I don't want to go into every step of this because it's some pretty lengthy reporting by John Solomon. Again, from the Hill, from Washington, uh, how would I say? I think I said Washington Examiner. I can't remember if it's Times or Examiner. Uh, it's Times, Washington Times. Got it. Uh, as well as now being a contributor for Fox News, filed that FOIA lawsuit to get access to all of these documents, which make it very clear that Hunter Biden's name, just being on the board of Burisma, was carrying weight with the request to get a meeting with the U.S. State Department at which they could request an end to the corruption probe of Burisma. In other words, Hunter Biden was indeed paid $83,000 a year to have his name associated with the company so that that company could go to his father's boss's administration, meaning Joe Biden and Barack Obama, to go to them to end the corruption administration so they they could continue enriching themselves and continue a lot of their illicit activities. 
In other words, what does all this mean? Let's just boil it down to a to a little thumbnail version here. Donald Trump smelled corruption, not on his own. He had reports. But Donald Trump smelled corruption. He knew there were allegations that Ukraine played a role in the hacking of the DNC server, John Podesta's email, et cetera, et cetera, during the 2016 campaign, and said to President Zelensky, how do I know that the corruption that was going on then isn't going to go on in your administration, President Zelensky? You're new. The old administration was responsible for this, but I would like you to investigate it so that you can report back to us. I'll send Rudy Giuliani down there, and you can talk with him about this, so that we know that the the um, uh, the Ukrainian government can be trusted now. And by the way, again, he never mentioned withholding military aid, so there's no quid pro quo. And Zelensky never felt pressured in any way, shape, or form by Donald Trump to do this investigation or else. The or else being, you know, having aid withheld. None of that happened. None of that happened. But he did say, we need to find out if, you, if your government under your leadership is going to be corrupt. And speaking of corruption, this oligarch who runs Burisma Holdings is also something that we have been investigating. We would like your assistance investigating them for corruption as well. The fact that Hunter Biden sat on that board should be irrelevant to the investigation requested by Donald Trump. This isn't investigating a quote-unquote political opponent because Joe Biden is not a political opponent of the president. He's got to win the nomination before he becomes an opponent of the president. This was not an investigation of him. This was an investigation of a corrupt company with a corrupt government that we continue to send billions of dollars to. If the president can't establish his own foreign policy, including that which says we need to know that there is no more corruption going on here, we need to find out if you inve- if you meddled in our, not you to, to Zelensky, but your country, meddled in our election, and we need to find out if your energy company there is continuing to engage in illegal activities. And if Hunter Biden happens to be a part of those illegal activities as they tried to access the U.S. State Department using his name, being the son of the vice president of the United States, then that's a Biden problem. That's not a Trump problem. That's a Biden problem. And there is absolutely nothing that should have stopped President Trump from being able to ask those questions. And in fact, there isn't. And that's why everything that has been going on for the last month and a half has been behind closed doors. Only leaked testimony that makes Trump look bad has been allowed to get to the public uh, for public consumption. Now the whistleblower is willing to answer questions in writing. Why? Because then you can't have cross-examination when you call him out on one of his lies. Then you can't ask him specifically about his opinion of the president, his working relationship with Joe Biden his partisanship going all the way back to the Obama White House when he was in the CIA. That's why all of this is being kept under wraps, being done under, the clo- in, uh, under, the, uh, uh, under a cloak of darkness rather than under the light of transparency, because all of this will come out in the wash. And that's why we have this coup that continues. All right, 216 I'll get a few of your phone calls here before the top of the hour next, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. All 
All right, 1052, final segment of the broadcast for this election day. I will say it again. It's your duty. It really is. It's your responsibility. Um, Frank LaRose, the Secretary of State who joined us earlier on in the program, pointed it out. You know, when you vote in a presidential campaign, which we would never consider skipping, right? You're one of millions and millions and millions of votes. And the decision determining, uh, you know, uh, votes are, are probably not going to be yours because there are going to be so many. But in a local race for your mayor, for Jesse Tower in Lorraine, in your local races for city council in Parma, if you're in your local races for school board or whatever it is that you have, you may be one of a dozen votes that make the um, uh, determination. So make sure you get out and vote in these local elections today. It really is important. Mike is in Lakewood on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, good, yeah. You know, listening to your program is like entering George Orwell's from 1984. Uh, I have a whole list of things here, but I know time is running out. You just complained about the whistleblower only wanting to uh, have written questions. Did you complain this vociferously when Trump refused to answer questions from Mueller and only answered uh, written questions? Why not? Extraordinarily different. Donald J. Trump is the President of the United States who has afforded the right to make that decision. This whistleblower is accusing Donald J. Trump of a crime. Nobody, Donald Trump wasn't accusing somebody of a crime. If he, if he alleges that Donald Trump broke the law, he needs to come forward and be cross-examined about that, especially when it comes to his biases. Donald Trump's biases had nothing to do with the Mueller investigation. In fact, it was just the opposite. And the same as it is with this uh, Ukraine impeachment nonsense, the entire uh, Russia collusion narrative was 100% partisan, and that's why, the, that's why it's so vastly different. What else you got? Oh, uh, the whole thing about the, uh, the Ukraine being, uh, you know, the center of all the hacking, uh, when uh, before uh, Mike Pompeo became the slime ball that he was, when he was the head of the CIA... Mike Pompeo he is a bit a better servant to this country than anybody who served in the eight years of the Obama administration in any department at any cabinet-level position. That is an absurd thing. The guy's a complete slime ball. He just proved himself when he uh, goes on television and basically lies. But anyhow, Name a lie, Mike. Pardon me? Tell yeah. me one thing that Mike Pompeo said that was a lie. Oh, just today, uh, or yesterday, George Stephanopoulos was asking him uh, about what the, the, I think the guy's name is McKinley. And he said, no, McKinley never said this. McKinley never said this. McKinley never said this. And then George Stephanopoulos asked him another question. He said, I never talk about what my uh, people talk to me about. Okay. That no, no, that is not. He did not say what he talked to him about. If you want to, and by the way, if you want to play that game and you want to be the ridiculous lib, lib, uh, liberal that you are, why did Joe Biden lie and say that he has never? Mike, Mike, listen, Libby. Why did Joe Biden say that he never spoke with uh, with uh, his son about his Ukraine business dealings, but have played a full round of four hours of golf with his son and the Ukrainian who hired him? And you think they didn't talk about? Uh, uh, their business together. You think that Hunter Biden, who, by the way, according to as I just read to you and yeah, everybody really else, the John Solomon reports. Hold on, you're telling me that Hunter Biden didn't get that job at the at um, uh, Burisma so that Burisma could get access to the Obama White House. The the John Solomon reporting just proved that it did. You want to talk about who 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 uh, denies having conversations? You really want to go there? Yeah, I do. Can you prove any conversations took place? Can you can you can you can you tell me that that Joe Biden's son, who is who does not speak Ukrainian, 
who has never yeah. worked for an energy company in his life, is going to mm-hmm. get a job on a Ukrainian energy company board, yeah. and Dad isn't going to say, "Son, wow, how'd you get that?" You you don't so you just, don't really think that conversation would happen? So you're just assuming the conversation happened. But you have you assume everything. You you and your ilk assume everything about Donald Trump that you pre, uh, presu, uh, presume him to be guilty of every you, single day. You and your ilk presume everything. For example, all this stuff about Hunter Biden he had no experience. I have been on the. I have worked in the. Catholic education for the past uh, 40 years. My last two high schools had board of directors on them. Not one person on the board of directors had anything to do with education. They were bank presidents. They were heads of dealers and stuff like that. Did they speak English? Did they speak English? Did they speak English? At least they could contribute to a board conversation. This guy had never been to Ukraine, did not speak Ukrainian, didn't know anything about gas or oil, and he's sitting on the board at $83,000 a month of a Ukrainian energy company. Mike, your time has expired, just like the Democrats' chances of unseating Donald Trump in the White House. Take your pathetic self somewhere else. BJ, North Olmsted, go ahead. Thank you. Briefly, 15 seconds, if I may. If you're a Democrat out there and you're going to vote today, are you for big government, higher taxation, personal on your income, your property, your estates? Are you for anti-Christian and anti-moral and for abortion, partial birth and post-birth? Are you in control of your family, your faith, your life? Are you willing to give up control of your health and your death and your privacy? It goes on and on and on. Bigger government, open borders. Are you for amnesty? Are you for taking money out of your pockets and putting it in somebody else's pocket that won't or can't work? If you are for these things, then definitely vote Democrat today. But if you're not, get out and vote Republican and be proud of it. Thank you for your time. Very well said. Very efficient and succinct. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Spencer is calling from North Canton next. Hi, Spencer. Go ahead. I got one minute. Yeah, to the last caller, how do you know if you're voting Democrat or Republican if it doesn't say on the ballot? These ballots are a sham. But anyway, Obama's behind the deep state and the unholy 15. Obama's behind the plot to undermine the greatest president in U.S. of history. Obama's behind the release of al-Baghdadi out of Gatmo, the Obama Foundation, and Obama's the oligarch of Burisma, as far as we know. Obama could be the whistleblower, according to Mark Stein, and name the founder and co-founder of ISIS, huh? As far as I'm concerned, that's Obama and Hillary. And did you go over the Soros, Obama, secret deals, and hedge fund operations in the book Secret Empires, uh, documented by Peter Schweitzer? Hmm? I have not read that, no. Yeah, I have not read that, no, but I but I have heard about it, and that is something I do intend to discuss. Okay. Spencer, I've got to hit it, my friend. I appreciate your points. Thank you so much. Go out and vote. What BJ said is extraordinarily important. Go out there and vote. And it depends on what you stand for is how you're going to vote. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.